Here at Miss Teacher Mom, we recognize the great privilege and responsibility that we have as parents to educate our children. Beyond math and phonics, this also includes building their characters, molding their hearts, and reaching their souls. A burden too big to carry on our own. We sense the call to missional motherhood, but we could use some help from those who have more experience and wisdom than us. So we're calling upon some wonderful godly women and men to encourage and equip us as we seek to raise our kids with eternity in mind. On today's episode, we're speaking to Amy from Tiny Theologians. She's created this ministry in order to equip parents to raise their children to understand the truths found in God's Word. I think you'll find this episode encouraging and helpful, so thanks for joining us. Amy, I'm so thankful for you coming on the podcast today. I am so glad to be a part of it. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, thank you. So the goal of this podcast is to encourage and equip moms to raise our kids with eternity in mind. And if we want our kids to love the Lord, then we need to tell them about him, which is your heart behind Tiny Theologians. How did you and your husband come up with this ministry? Well, Tiny Theologians really just started as sort of our desire to equip families with the truth of God's word, but particularly theological truth. You know, there's a lot of ways we can study truth. And one of the biggest ways is through Bible study. And we looked around and said, you know, there are a lot of resources for families to teach, you know, scripture, like there's scripture flashcards for kids and there's Bible memory resources. And we sort of wanted to create something that would have more of a theological bend. How do we put all these verses together and articulate what we believe? Um, and so that was the heart behind Tiny Theologians. How do we help kids articulate what we believe as Christians? And how, does, how do we show them that the Bible holds together as one grand narrative of salvation? How do we help them um, articulate things like what is, what is doctrine? You know, what is theology? What does it mean to study God's nature? And what, what is baptism? And we wanted to help kids be able to answer these questions because they're going to be questions that they ask themselves as they grow up. Um, so we were really excited to jump into this. Um, but part of the heart behind this is actually, if I go a little bit further back, that's, that's sort of the heart that came to the surface when I started Tony Theologians and launched, um, you know, the website and the line of discipleship tools for families. Um, but if I go back even further, the way this need was really brought to mind is my husband and I, we met in seminary, we met over a love for theology, we met over a love for studying God's word. And then when we graduated, we sort of stepped into this church ministry space and I was working in kids ministry and just noticed sort of a lack of um, theologically robust tools for kids. You know, we, I remember very clearly I was sitting um, in the Sunday school classroom that I was teaching in and I pulled up that day's lesson and I opened um, you know, the kid's Bible to the story for that day was a story of Noah. And the first sentence was the whole world was bad, but Noah was good. And so mm -hmm. God chose Noah. And I remember sitting there with my jaw nearly touching the floor and thinking, that's just not true. I can't teach these kids that that is <laughs> the case. I just, I, you know, so I, any good parent has done this. They've come to a page in a story and they can't read it. And so they, they make their eyes and their face look like they're reading it, but they're saying something totally different. And yes. so I was like, 
but God is always faithful. You know, I'm like looking at the pages, like I'm reading the words. Thankfully, the kids couldn't read. So I'm looking at it and going, but God is always faithful. And he always chooses a remnant. So we had a whole story about how God always chooses to save people, even when they don't deserve it, even mm. when they're not good. You know, so it was I, somewhere between that experience, teaching Sunday school and thinking, we have got to teach our kids better, more theologically robust um, concepts about who God is somewhere between that. And then also doing a lot of teaching for women and having a lot of young moms in particular tell me, I do not have time to teach my, I do not have time to study theology. I do not have time to do a long Bible study. So somewhere between those two things, um, and saying, what if I created a resource that would teach kids theology? One, it would sort of bridge this gap in resources that I've seen in the Sunday school classroom. But also I found that moms were willing to do a ton of stuff for their kids that they wouldn't take the time to do for them. So that's sort of how Tiny Theologians came about. And it has been such a fun, sweet ride ever since. That's so helpful. I'm so thankful that you saw the need and decided to do something about it. Um, my daughters are four and two, and we are already using your resources, which we can talk about later on in the episode, but I'm so thankful that you've created them. I think of my kids and I know that a lot of your resources are for two to 12 year olds. So my daughter does fall into that. And when I first saw your resources, I was really thinking, how is my four year old going to be able to wrap her mind around all of these theological aspects of God and his word when adults have a hard time wrapping their minds around that. I think about a conversation we literally just had today where she was telling me, mom, I'm not wicked. I'm not wicked because she was memorizing a Bible verse that talks about how the wicked will perish, but God knows the way of the righteous. And I was telling her, oh no, you're wicked. Like we're all wicked. That's why Jesus died on the cross. And she just laughed and she was like, I'm not wicked, mom. I'm not wicked. And this, you know, my, the spirit in me is like, that's the basics. Like that's the important part that we even try to tell our adult unbelieving friends. Like if we don't understand how wicked we are, we won't know our need for Christ. But do you have any encouragement that you can provide for moms who wonder how our kids could ever learn these deep truths if we're still wrapping our minds around it? Yeah, well, I think it's really helpful as parents to take a step back and remember what theology is. By its definition, theology is the study of the nature of God. It's the study of who God is. And the reality is, is that we think about theology often as being something that we study. We think about theology being something that's encapsulated in books, but really theology lives in human hearts. Um, if theology is a concept of who God is, our study or our belief about God's nature, character, will, and ways, theology, the living aspects of theology is what exists in the human heart. And so every person on this earth has a theology. Your kids already have a concept of who God is, whether they believe that he is non-existent, whether they believe that he is indifferent to, him, to them, um, whether or not they believe that he can hear their prayers or not, or whether or not they believe God is powerful to respond to their prayers. Every child, every adult has a theology. We all have a concept of God. And the question that we're asking is not, am I a theologian or am I not? The question is, is does my theology align with God's word? Mm. Does it match up with who God has revealed himself to be in the scriptures? And so what we're helping kids do is not go from being non-theologians to theologians, because if that was the task, we would all say, we have to 
to be theologians in order to make a, a non-theologian a theologian, right? And right. so every parent's going, I'm not a theologian. And so how could I help? Um, how could I help my child become a theologian if I'm not there? So if that was the task, we'd be really intimidated. But the question is, is what the question isn't, how do I help my child become a theologian? But the question is, how do I help my child continue to develop their concept of God such that it matches who God has revealed himself to be? And so we do that incrementally. We do that in little um, shifts in, in perspective. And so as your daughter's memorizing scripture and she says, I'm not wicked, we take the time to say, well, this is what scripture says about our nature. And even though you don't think you're doing wicked things, the reality is that wickedness lives in human hearts. And so wickedness isn't all the things we do, but it's our heart's disposition to be bent away from God or to live against God. And right. so we take the time to have those conversations and incrementally give them a bigger and bigger view of who God is. We're helping them move their theology from where it is to better align with the scriptures. And I think that that takes away some of the intimidation factor. I think that that helps us um, sort of dismantle the idea that we have to know it all in order to answer their questions. Um, but really, we're just opening the scriptures. And, and this posture of saying, how do I help my child better align their view of God with the view of God in scripture? Um, that helps us do two things. One, we're going to live with our Bibles open because we're saying, how does this, how does our belief about who God is align with the word of God? So we're going to live our lives in our homes with our Bibles always open. And that is such a powerful thing. So for parents that are like, I have no idea how to start this. My encouragement is to be in the word every day as a parent and leave your Bible around so that as your kids ask questions, as they even, as you, as you discipline, as you encourage, as you um, teach them about the world and as you teach them about God, as you teach them about life, um, you keep your Bible right there. It's even a visual reminder to you that we live our lives as families who always have our Bibles open. Um, that's just a really practical thing you can do to keep your mind um, turned towards God's word. You know, it'll help you answer questions with scripture because it'll be a visual reminder in your space. But the other thing that it allows us to do is it allows us to learn with our kids. I think one of the great lies of the enemy is that we cannot learn alongside our children, that that is too humble a position for us as parents. And the reality is, is that we are all students of God's word. We're all improving our theology. We're all conforming our thoughts to who God has revealed himself to be in the scriptures. And so we want to be people who learn alongside our kids, who um, receive God's grace, who study the scriptures with our kids, who are learners and ask good questions of the scriptures ourselves, because our kids are going to learn so much about um, how to approach the Bible by watching ours. So I think those two things sort of help us um, live into the reality that we're helping kids form an existing theology instead of helping them become theologians. And I think it's a really powerful thing, but I don't think it has to be intimidating. And I'm so helpful by you sharing that. I feel like you made a good point that it dismantles the intimidation, but on the other side, it, it compels us to take the task seriously because like you said, they are theologians. They are forming a worldview and, and a theology of who God is and who they are in the world. So our doing nothing does not mean they'll just learn later when we get around to it, it means they're forming their world's view. They're forming their theology about a God that is not in the scriptures. 
And that instead of just like keeping that for later, um, it will hopefully compel us as moms to start as early as we can. Even if that means the nursery rhymes, we're singing them to bed to our hymns or theologically rich songs or when you're brushing their teeth, instead of brushing their teeth to the ABCs, you're brushing their teeth to the Lord's Prayer. That there are ways where we can, even from a very young age, start teaching them who God is because it really is as simple as that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. So I do have another question. I'd love to know how you've seen families practically use your resources. I just got the whole set because I'm hoping to use it for my four-year-olds this year. We're not going to be homeschooling in all subjects, but we are going to be more intentionally teaching theology through your resources. And not everyone probably knows about that yet. So I'd love it if you can share about the homeschooling curriculum that you just came out with and other ways that you see families loving what you've created. Yeah, I think the primary way that we see families, two primary ways that families use the Tiny Theologians resources. One is in their morning basket. So if you have sort of gotten in the habit of having a morning basket where when your kids wake up early, there are a couple of things you go through or after breakfast and after people have gotten dressed for the day and breakfast is cleaned up and you're starting the day, you go through a morning basket, making it one of the resources that you go through. Um, A lot of families with the ABC cards, so we have the ABCs of theology, the ABCs of the names of God, and the ABCs of God's attributes. A lot of families will take one letter a day and they will go through the content on the back and the scripture verse. And even if they've got older kids, they'll pull out their physical Bible and ask the kids to look up the scripture verse and practice where to find things in their Bibles. Um, So morning baskets are a great way because they're simple. Each card is really concise. We've simplified it without watering down the concept. And we really, really resist moralism in these cards. One of the, one of my biggest passions is that we don't moralize the text. So we don't say David was a great warrior. So you should be like David, you know, Uh, Moses was a great leader. So you should be like Moses. Like we don't, we don't want to moralize the text. We don't want to make heroes out of characters that are just like us in need of a savior. We want to look at the hero of the story in scripture and see that that hero is Jesus. Um, And so the cards are really geared towards that, geared towards seeing Christ in scriptures, teaching your kids to practice the things that they're learning. So it has prompts for um, asking asking kids, what could you do with what you've learned today? How could you um, exhibit the love that you've studied today? For example, in the Fruit of the Spirit cards, each card goes through one of the fruits that is mentioned in the book of Galatians. And so the love card goes through um, what love is in the scriptures, how God exhibits this love, and how the Holy Spirit can enable us to mirror God's character of love. So what we don't do is say, the Bible says to love, so now you need to show love. What we do is we say, the Bible tells us that God exemplifies love. He is the definition of love. Here are ways in scripture that God has shown love to his people. He forgives sins because he is loving. He is generous because he is loving. Now, the Holy Spirit is the one who lives in us and enables us to mirror God's character. How can you show love to your neighbor today? How can you show love to your siblings today in the way that God has shown you love? So there are all these questions that prompt good conversations. So parents can take those 
those and use them throughout the day. You can, they can use them as they um, oversee a fight, as they say, okay, we talked about this this morning. How did you say you were going to show your sibling love today? How has God shown you love? They really do allow for parents um, to sort of carry the conversation throughout the day and help kids um, apply these truths to their lives. So morning baskets are a great way because it kicks off the day really thinking about God's word and God's character. Um, the second way that we see parents use them um, is at dinner time or at bedtime. They put them in a spot that the whole family will be. So if they do whole family bedtime routines, if they do whole family dinner times, um, things like the Lord's Prayer cards or the One with Christ cards or the Christ at the Center cards, all of those go through um, different aspects in scripture. So the Lord's prayer cards go through the Lord's prayer and they have different um, thought reflection questions and then practice prayer points. So asking kids like how, you know, if, if we're talking to God, like he's our father, we just learned about the phrase, our father, if we're talking to God, like he's our father, how could you approach God like a generous father who loves you and wants to hear from you? Um, the Christ of the Center cards go through all the books of the Bible and show how each book points to, to Christ. Like I said, Christ is the hero of the story of scripture, of the redemption narrative. And so it shows Christ in every book of the Bible. So families will use one of those each mealtime, read through them and then talk about them. Um, and the one with Christ cards talk about salvation, how, you know, all these different aspects of salvation, redemption and adoption and justification, all of those are a result of being united to Jesus. And so They'll read through these different aspects of salvation and talk about them. So I think really anytime you're starting a new benchmark of your day, it's a great time to, to use one of these resources. Be just one card because it's going to take five minutes to read through a card or even less. Some of them will take one minute to read through. But then the rest of that activity, whether it's bedtime or mealtime, or if you start in the morning with your morning basket and carry it throughout your day, it sort of launches that next section of your day in the scriptures with your kids thinking about these things. It's a great time for people to introduce these concepts and then help their kids continue asking questions about them. Um, you asked about the homeschool resource. This has been really fun for me. Um, over the last several months, I've been working on a homeschool curriculum template um, that enables families to take any of our ABC cards and turn it into a Bible curriculum for the school year. So it's a template that gives you Monday through Friday of activities and questions for reflection and activity prompts and that sort of thing to use as a Bible curriculum for K through second grade. And you can choose any of the ABC discipleship tools to do that. So if you choose the ABCs of God's attributes, your first week we'll be talking about how God is all knowing. You'll look at the scriptures, you'll talk about where we see this, in the Bible, um, why it's important that God is all-knowing, how that differentiates his, his nature from our nature, and then the last day of the week, you'll apply that truth. You'll talk about how this changes the way that we live, how we approach God, and how we live towards our neighbors as a result. So that's a free download. Um, we're making it free through the rest of the school year. We know that with um, the coronavirus, so many are homeschooling that we're planning on homeschooling, and even people who are homeschooling, even, because, even though they planned on it originally, are looking for good reasons resources for this. So we've made it free through um, for the rest of this semester through the end of the year. People can get that on the website. It's called Bible Basics. It's a homeschool curriculum template for K through second. Thanks, Amy. I'm really excited to use those resources and I'm sure it's such a blessing to other moms as well. Like you said, moms can be really busy, but having these resources provides an opportunity to use them with our families. 
Amy has been super sweet to also provide Christ at the Center cards for a giveaway. So if you could write a review on the podcast app or share the Miss Teacher Mom podcast with your friends on Facebook or Instagram and tag Miss Teacher Mom, I'll be sure to find you. And on the last day of September, we will pick a name for the giveaway and someone will win these awesome cards to use with your families. I hope that today's episode has encouraged and equipped you to raise your children with eternity in mind. And remember, we are not doing this alone. As Christians, God wills us to will and to work for his good pleasure. We are trusting in the finished work of Christ, and we're empowered by his Holy Spirit. If this episode has been helpful to you, could you please write a review for other moms and share this podcast with your friends? For more information and the show notes, check out MissTeacherMom.com. And please join us next week for the Miss Teacher Mom podcast.